What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends one nineteen nineteen in store only. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Hey, this is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. I'm waiting on my partner, Rory, to join me. Just want to tell you guys how to find us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find it on you can find us on YouTube and other out, media outlets. Sorry for the uh delay. I'm getting a ton of messages right now. But um tonight we're gonna talk about Pokemon Go. So I just wanna start off in a word of prayer, just say, um, Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne in the name of your son Jesus Christ, we just wanna ask you to open the minds of the listeners and that they will get the message that um, we are putting out tonight, Lord God. Open their minds and ears, Lord God, so that they'll be blessed and be able to tell other people about this thing we call Pokemon and and what comes with it, Lord God. In your name, Jesus, Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about the Pokemon deception and this craze has been around for a long time and you know it's just starting to resurge it it, it didn't really go far away it's been there but now that we have this thing called augmented reality we see that it's coming back into the fray and so I just want to start off by talking about the um, the creator of the game. And his name is, sorry, give me a second here, <laughs> Sotashi Tajiri. And he created this game back in the 90s. And it took him six years to basically d- develop it. So he works 24-hour shifts, literally, and then he sleeps for 12 hours. And so he puts a lot of his his time. He's a he's a recluse. He stay, he likes to stay out of the, out of the limelight. Doesn't like too much attention. But he developed the game based on his love for collecting bugs. Okay, and 
this is one of the things that many people don't know about the game. Oh, there's my brother right there. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. So I, I, I opened up in a word of prayer, and I was just telling the people about the, the creator of this game. So, so here I'm on the Time Magazine Asia, and you can find this uh, this article in more than one places. You can actually find it on the actual TimeMagazine.com. So, as I was explaining, uh, he started out with, because of his love of uh, collecting bugs, and in, in, in that area, he, you know, he was he wasn't seen as a normal person. But uh, you know, that's where the game, the the, uh, the starting point of that. And he, he owned a magazine company. Um, in fact, his father wanted to give him a job at a, uh, a construction company, but he turned that down. He was, he, he weren't, he would, he didn't have enough credit to, to basically go to college. So he turned all of um, his, his, his imaginations into this game that he bought to Nintendo. Um, he didn't even, he didn't even think Nintendo would actually pick it up because um, he were, he was rejected by other people before you mean so he sold it to Nintendo? He tried well, to sell it to Nintendo. Right, but he's still in control of it. Right. So he was he he was bringing it to to Nintendo to to pitch it to pitch it, and he wasn't sure if they were going to pick it up or not. In fact, Nintendo didn't even know if the game was was any good as far as um in that time period, and uh, because of the popularity of Game Boy. Um, which was actually declining at the time. Um, he made the game to, for a social, uh, basically a social um, network sort of thing where you get to connect people and uh, trade things through the, uh, the the wired cord, and that's what they had at the time of cable. So it's about making friends and um, collecting different things. You know, I'm going to quote from the article here. It says, did you get the idea for Pokemon from these insects? He said, yes, places to catch insects are rare because of urbanization. Kids play inside their homes now, and a lot had forgotten about catching insects. So had I, when I was making games, something clicked, and I decided to make a game with that concept. Everything I did as a kid is kind of rolled into one. That's what Pokemon is, playing video games, watching TV, Ultraman. Um, if you don't know what Ultraman is, it's, it's uh, old um, Japanese. Uh, something like, uh, what's the other one called? Um, with the five kids that are, uh, oh, not, oh, my gosh. And it's coming back right now. I can't remember the name of the doggone show. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, well, you're <laughs> talking man- about these Japanese show that um, had a robot as uh, the superhero. It was sort yeah. of like Godzilla. You had Ultron. You had um, Mazinga Z was another one. Right. You had um, Robotech were some of the other games that you had. These are games from, oh, the uh, not games, sorry. These are shows from the shows. way 80s, the early 80s yeah. that um, these kids would play, and, and they came out with uh, these these um, these games. But Ultron was one. Um, and um, it was quite big, and then you had. Give me Ultraman. 
Ultraman, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then you had the five, the the one that broke into five. Can't remember the name of it, but this uh, this was but, the, the games that were popular. Yeah, Voltron is what you're talking about. Voltron, so he's saying right. here, he's saying here that Ultraman with his capsule monsters, they all became ingredients for the game. So here it is. We have uh, video games, things on TV. Ultraman is a big part of what he's um, decided to include into his game. So uh, those are, as, as to what he's telling in this article, are his main influences. Now, there's another article out there that a lot of people have quoted. And as far as I know, it's a fake, which he, he tells a story, uh, as supposedly, about him creating Pokemon as a satanic game to, game to go uh, uh, against his Christian parents. I don't see any other article that says that it's not repeated anywhere. Um, someone claims to have a hard copy, but it, you know, it, I, I can't quote it unless I could, you know, it's not tangible for me right now. So I'm just going to skip that. But regardless of that, we're going to reveal to you tonight uh, some things about the game that um, will, you know, make you think and possibly make a decision on what you're going to do about it. So, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of background uh, as far as this guy um, talking about how he made the game and everything. But like I said, Game Boy it, it kind of exploded with the Pokemon thing. And he said um, here in the, in the article it says, "Why did Game Boy seem right for Pokemon?" He said the communication aspect of Game Boy it was a, a profound image to me. It had communication cables in, in in Tetris. His first game, the cable transmitted information about moving blocks. Uh, that cable really got me interested. I thought of actual living organisms moving back and forth across the cable. So that, that, that's an interesting statement right there. Um, anything you want to say right now, Rory, before I go on? Well, um, I would say that um, the creator, also in Charisma Magazine, talked about um, the, the, the influences like his early childhood influences. And um, one of the things I would like to say here is that the importance of parents having, um, I wouldn't say say so, but having an influence on the child and directing the child, because we can see that the mind is, um, is moldable. All right. So, you know, you can mold the mind or you can also let the child go free. Uh, and to do what he or she wants, and uh, the end result um, can be can be good in a sense financially. I think it's great. However, the impact that it's having on children today or on society today is is what we're going to be talking about uh, briefly right. tonight, and and that's what we're going to be sharing with um, everyone. So I just want to. Uh quote a couple more things from this article and move on to, to more recent things. Uh, and, and by the way, this article is from 1999. Um, so here it says, uh, Time, Time Magazine says, uh, like the ritualistic elements of sumo, and it's, it's basically talking about how the, uh, the uh, Pokemons react to each other. One-on-one -on -one game and karate type stuff and whatever, right? And it says, um, he says, Tajiri says, a more 
casual form of sumo over the internet communication can be directed to anyone in the world and it's anonymous but with the communication cable it's one-on-one and the players pick who they play against it doesn't really get aggressive it's an intricate style of communication almost subtle so there you see you have a ritualistic uh thing concept from (sighs) uh basically eastern mysticism going into this game and some people if you don't know about the karate and the sumo and and all these things you have to really go back and really look at what influenced these these sort of um ideas uh all martial arts go back to um hinduism buddhism which formed from hinduism and play some stuff to to show you some of that stuff later but um just wanted to point that out real quick and so so it became a craze in, in the United States. And he's saying here that the time asks, how, how does it translate to the U S and it says it's interesting because in Japan, everybody goes for Pikachu in the U S the characters, Ash, Sotashi in Japan and Pikachu are grouped together. American kids seem to like it like that in America. There are more products sold with Ash and Pikachu together, not just Pikachu alone. I think Americans actually understand the concept of Pokemon better than the Japanese. The Japanese focus on Pikachu, but what I think is important is the human aspects you need. Ash. So here it is. You you have, uh, you know, a character that is teamed with a a human, which if if you delve into some aspects of different religious beliefs, you'll see that this is a core component of this. Um, He's not saying it, but I'm, I'm letting you know that that's a part of it. Because you, you, there's so much lore to this game. I did hours and hours of searching, and I still couldn't finish research. <laughs> it's that much. But, but 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 not only that. Um, oh. Well, it's not only just just that, but um, it, it's basically separating people from their God-given destiny, and mm. you know. Um, People, both young and old, are caught up with this this game, and you know it's leading them astray. You know. Um, yeah, we, we, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that very quickly. Um, I just want to give a background to this person, why the game became so popular. You know, and in fact, here goes another part of the article. It says, "Why is Pokemon still so popular?" And Tajiri says, "When you're a kid and." and get your first bike, you want to go somewhere you've never been before. That's like Pokemon. Everybody shares the same experience, but everybody wants to take it someplace else, and you can do that. Now, remember, this is back in the 90s. Uh, the Internet wasn't super popular yet. We couldn't. We could, we could do some things on, online with people, but it was still limited because um, most of the populace, you know, they, they weren't playing on the Internet. It was Game Boy and stuff like that, so... Um, so now we have augmented reality, which has made this game pop off now even even more. But, you know, you can find this. Uh, it's called edition.cnn.com, Asia Now. You can find the article and read more. It's, it's a two-page article. It's pretty long, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But that's the background of um, this guy who created this game, who um, has a lot of influence in the game, by the way. He says, um, he, all right, here in this other article from VentureBeat.com, 
It says, um, <clears throat> it says, Pokemon is a multimedia giant, but it all started with one man. That would be Satiri, uh, Satoshi Tajiri, who created developer Game Freak and in, in, the initial idea that would become one of the biggest gaming franchise of all times, which celebrates its 20th anniversary this week. Sales for the series have reached over 200 million, but Pokemon popularity extends to a ch- children's cartoon that's been running since 1997, a collectible card game. Of course, Tajiri, who is currently 50 at the time of this article, um, he says, didn't create the franchise alone. A lot of credit goes to Ken Sugimori, the artist who made the, the designs for all the original creatures. Still, just looking at Tajiri's credits for the original games make it clear that it was his project more than anyone's. He was a director, game designer, scenario designer, and map designer. He also <clears throat> He's also a bit of a reclusive man, which might explain why his name isn't as well-known as, say, Mario Creator, which is also his, um, his mentor. Um, he looked up to, 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 Mario, to Mario Creator Shigeru Mio, uh, Miyamoto. So he says, even if you look online, you will have a hard time finding a picture of Tajiri who may describe, many describe as eccentric. So at the time of this article, you could hardly find a picture of this dude. So anyway, that's the foundation. That's where we start. So Rory, you want to go ahead now? Well, um, well, um, this, um, there's so many, so much different information, like you said earlier, so many different things that are out there and you said um, you went up and you searched you were looking for and I know we didn't talk about this before you were looking for um, what was it saying the, what, 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 what was it that you said and you could not find anything that was associated to that article oh it was supposedly a Time Magazine article from 1999 um, which claims that he was building the game uh, for Satanists and quote unquote, and that he was doing it to go against his parents who were Christians. I don't, I don't have any evidence for that. Um, so I, I know the original article was from a gaming website that claimed that time magazine did the, 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 um, the interview, interview, but I can't find any evidence of it. So, um, well, and I looked. I am I not, looked and looked right. and looked. Okay, well, I'm not <laughs> sure. This is game for um, P4 Gaming. That, that's com. the website. That's the website. Okay, so, so P4 Gaming yeah. came up with it, and, and that's the one you're talking about. And yeah. Con- conducted by Time about the continued success of Pokemon, and he said, uh, and we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, they claimed that, he said. Um, <laughs> Well, they claimed he said, um, well, my parents were Christians. I grew up being taught the ways of that religion when i got older i started to realize that things they were um things that they said were foolish and i guess i rebelled a little how did you rebel i started to argue against my teachings i tried to uh, they tried to push me in various ways to try to get me under control but it didn't work this is when i was inspired by nature and started the basis of the pokemon games um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So this is what he said. 
and he, he that's what they claim he said the right that's what they, they claim he said um and it 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 started um um out of rebellion um yeah but the, 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 but the only thing not, is we, we can't we can't necessarily yeah. prove or disprove this it was done by this article was written by a man named jack um and it doesn't Just say Jack. much more. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right. It doesn't, That's it, it doesn't so. say much more than than no. that. But so um, I can't. apparently this is a this is a gaming website that's been going on um going on for quite some time. Yeah. Um and that's it, but we don't know. Like Chris said, we don't know and yeah. we, we weren't able to, to prove it, but we you know, uh, we still want to let everybody know about what we saw um, in this in this article. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So so basically now, Pokemon Go since July has been released, and in the first day, I think it had 15 million downloads. <laughs> um, right. To this time, it's it's up to 75 million plus. So, so we're just gonna get into it, and um, we're gonna talk about the craziness around surrounding the game. We're gonna talk about some of the spiritual aspects and some of the tech that's involved. Um, so, you know, I've seen people playing it, and <laughs> it it gets crazy. You know, uh, you see swarms of people, but but here it is, people. This is augmented reality. Augmented reality. And augmented reality is, is sort of like um, hol- a hologram. Obviously, that's not real. It's not a real person. It's not a real animal. It's not, you know, uh, a real gun or whatever. And so it looks real. So it's it augments what you're you're viewing it on. So uh, uh, this hologram can appear either on your device. It could appear um, in front of you. I've seen demonstrations, so don't think I'm crazy, but it can appear, sorry, appear in front of you. I've seen demonstrations where they flew out the hologram into the crowd and all sorts of things. So, sorry, almost like a 3D, but it's it's not done the same way a 3D is done. It's actually a little bit more, um, looks a lot more real. Well, well, it's, 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 it acts in 3D space or on, right devices as a 3d object and here's a small uh it says here augmented reality is a live direct or indirect view of a physical real world environment whose elements are augmented or supplemented by computer generated sensory input such as sound video graphics or gps data it is related to or more general concept called mediated reality in which a view of reality is modified, possibly even diminished rather than augmented by a computer. As a result, the technology functions by enhancing one's current perception of reality. By contrast, virtual reality replaces the real world with a subs- uh, assimilated one. Augmentation is conventionally in real time and in semantic context which, um, with environmental elements such as sports scores or TV joint during a match um, with the help of advanced AR technology. Um, the information about the surrounding real world of the user becomes interactive and digitally manipul- um, um, manipulable. 
information about the environment and its object is overlaid on the real world. The information can be virtual or real. Um, seeing other real sensed um, a measured information such as electromagnetic radio waves overlaid in exact alignment with um, where the actual um, they actually are in space. Okay, that's a lot of the jargon. Okay, I'm not going to go further than that. Just know that this is new tech, not necessarily new, but we're seeing the implementation of it now in the public square. Okay, so that's where and, this and, whole. And, and, and not only that, um, um, Chris, and I know I keep saying not only that, but not only that, <laughs> but I think for the first time is that um, you have the entire world that is able to play this game, and, and it is actually, for lack of a better term, mapping the entire terrain. So the entire terrain can be a virtual terrain, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm making, it, the entire terrain has become now virtual. Where, um, uh, and you, <laughs> here, here's the other thing. If there are places that um, the Google car couldn't go, definitely humans will go. And they will right. go to different places and just help those that need the terrain to be finished mapping it out. On a on a three D scale, on a three yeah, D scale. So 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 um, bridges, walking bridges, and 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 we'll we'll talk about it. Just everything and anything, um, parking lots, um, you know, different places that a car couldn't go. People will map the entire terrain and they're not using one person necessarily you're using a group of people and just by doing that they can tell where you're able to walk and where you can't walk and these are some of the things that I've uh, found out but we, we will uh, yeah. wait to um, yeah. continue yeah so again this game has spawned movies books <laughs> uh, a, a card playing game and the, the card playing game is made by Wizards of the Coast. So there we have an element right there. Um, and, and I know some of you guys are going to think that, oh, that's because they named their so Wizards of the Coast doesn't mean anything. But they also published Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, and, and some popular role-playing games. Now, not all role-playing games um, constitute using magic, but a big majority of them do. And we know from the Bible that you know, God told us to stay away from sorcery, magic, um, anything that has to do with it, divination, summoning spirits, um, talking to the dead, any, anything that has to do with the occult, the Lord wants us to stay away from. And some might be wondering, why am I saying this? Well, you know, you're going to find out soon that this game employs a lot of these ideas. But... Um, and I think I think they have a movie, another movie coming out now because of the success of this game, this um, augmented reality game. Now remember, now augmented reality and virtual reality are the two things that are starting to explode right now. Exactly. With the, to the populace of brand new this, technology, right? And we we talked about this. Oh man, with the with the Oculus Rift, I just mm -hmm. use that because. At, that, at one point in time, those glasses were going for how much? 
uh, about 1500 or more? About 1500 bucks. Now, mm-hmm. you are able, and, and, and here, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to give you a danger. One of the dangers um, for individuals is not that you can't use your phone or you can, let's say you were to play a game on your phone or something to that extent. But what's happening here is that people are no longer paying attention to what they were, they're doing. And there is proof of this on the internet where people have done some just things that were just totally stupid. Well, we're, we're going to so get I, into that. <laughs> just totally stupid. And we're going to get into in, in, in following this game. Um, that's one. But the other um, area I'd like to touch on is that how people are now using these glasses and like we're, Chris was just saying, augmenting your reality. So now your reality has been changed and now you're able to take your, the same cell phone that you have and snap it onto your, your face and it becomes your reality and it blocks out everything else. Am I correct? Correct. And you put the earpiece, put the earpiece on and you're, you're gone. For all you know, you can't see in front of you. You can't see nothing around you. It's just, it has taken over. But critically, critically, not only that it's messing with your mind, but with your eyes, the rays that comes from a cell phone and the radiation that comes from the cell phone is so dangerous. And now people are putting this in their faces. And that is really dangerous. Also for children. Children today are wearing, um, starting to wear glasses more because of these small screens that um, starting to wear glasses earlier because of these small screens that they've been exposed to. Well, so, yeah, you know. and, and a, a report came out about two or three weeks ago that the radiation emit, emission from the iPhone 6 or iPhones in general, I can't remember, is six times more than the other phones. Huh. <laughs> so just be aware of that, people. Um, so, so this thing is taking, uh, taking you know, the world by storm. So right now, we just want to start getting into some some of the craziness that has come about because of this game. And so one of the things that I saw today, <laughs> which really had me like scratching my head. Um, was a guy was playing Pokemon Go in a subway station. I saw the actual video. And he got hit by a train. He wasn't on the tracks. He wasn't on the tracks. He was just kind of like hanging off a little bit, you know, tilted. I saw that too, yeah. And the cane just, boop, whatever it hit, was it hit or whatever, it broke the glass. It cracked it. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to him after that, if he died or anything like that, but it, it's crazy. And if you want to um, look that up, just look up Pokemon Distraction on YouTube. And and then you have uh, two people that found dead bodies dead while bodies, right. searching for their little critters. You have people that have set up people um, for murder, robbery, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you have have even had people 
but we're going to get into some of these stories a little bit deeper, but you're going to see, you, you, we see that um, some people went out in, on somebody's property at night. And I, oh, and I think yeah. it was, in, I think it was in Missouri. I think. Um, yeah. And two guys. They, the, two guys. Yeah. And in fact, one of the guys was a YouTube channel or uh, a YouTube um, host or whatever. And they shot after them. We're not well, sure well, who was warning shots. Well, the, or the, the gentleman asked him. The gentleman asked him, "What are you guys what are you doing, doing here?" Yeah. What, and and they, these are. They, I mean, we're not talking about little kids. We're talking about grown oh. men that can yeah. drive a car. Yeah. They answered back, "We're looking for Pokemon." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they were looking, and he said, "You better get off my property." And he he, he shot after him. And these yeah. these gentlemen were out there in the dark, recording it. Yeah. And 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 you know so, uh, there's there's uh, there are debates about if Pokemon was made for little kids in mind. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> and Mr. Shigeru tells you that. In fact, Ash is is his. That's him in the in the in the virtual world. It's, it's Shigeru, the guy that created the game. Ash is him, and the, the other guy is his mentor, uh, the creative of uh, uh, Mario Brothers. And he, he basically said he didn't want it violent or anything like that. He didn't want kids to think about violence and stuff like that. So um, he did make it for kids. But the thing is that, remember, a lot of us grew up on arcade games, video games, and we haven't gotten out of that mode because we have now the adults that came up doing that, that loved it so much, um, making these games. So now they're adults making these really kid kids game that adults are getting into. And so these, these guys never really let go of the Lord and never really let go of the Pokemon craze or the addiction. Yeah. And we're going to get into addiction and everything like that. Um, but it is something that is causing uh, chaos in, a, in, a, in, in more than one reason. Um, even in, um, I think it's Tokyo, right? Japan, it says Pokemon Go on decline reports say as Japan has first death related to the game. And it says Pokemon Go story stopped being funny some time ago. Perhaps it was the day in July when a man in Florida, uh, sorry, when a man in Florida opened fire on two teenagers at 1.30 a.m. while they were sitting in a car playing the game and neither were injured. Or maybe it was when two men fell off a cliff overlooking the Pacific near San Diego, San Diego while chasing Pokemon monsters, suffering only moderate injuries despite falling between 75 and 50 feet. Now comes a report via the Post um, Anna Fifield in Japan uh, of a truck driver who dr- uh, drasticated while, sorry, who was distracted while playing Pokemon Go crashed into two pedestrians uh, and a 72-year-old and a 60-year-old, killing the first and severely injuring the second on Tuesday, as Feefield reported. It says here, uh, Kiji Gu, a 39-year-old farmer, 39-year-old farmer, who was playing the game while driving a small truck in uh, Tokushima um, Prefecture, on the island of Shikoku, he he struck two women while they were crossing the road, killing 72-year-old um, Shakiko and and breaking the hip of 60-year-old 
Kayeko. Go, uh, Go told Tokushima police that he had been playing the game while driving, the, the Kyoto news agency uh, reported. Um, the quote says, I was playing Pokemon Go while driving, so I didn't really see what was in front of me. The public broadcaster, NHK, recorded the driver as telling police when he was arrested. <laughs> and so, and then you have another guy that was in, um, what, what it was, um, uh, Michigan or something? I can't remember. Wow. Um, he ran into t- uh, a cop car. It was a teenager. Well, ran into a cop car. Yeah, there was <laughs> another gentleman that he was caught, um, I think about, about a month ago, he was caught um, in a police department walking around said he was looking um, the police started questioning what are you doing because I'm right. looking for Pokemon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they ran in his, uh, his background and he was wanted on a warrant so um, what are we saying I think when we look at all of these things Chris mm-hmm. we can see that grown men have lost their way so to speak they are not Paying attention. In other words, we have finally reached the zombie stage. Basically, you could say um, yeah. the zombie stage. And, and people are so caught up with these, these, this particular game that they're walking around and just losing themselves. And you know, I, I wanted to um, call a friend of mine who is a pastor. We were talking yesterday, and he said when he went to do, he went to the church one day, and uh, when he went there, there was a car across, you know, you know the parking yeah. lot, and he pulled up to the person and said, hey, what's going on? He says, well, this is over a 40 or 50-year-old man. He says, we're waiting for Pokemons. Pokemons are supposed to be going to all the churches um, today or whatever it is. And they're trying to find Pokemon. So he, the gentleman finally moved the vehicle, and he was able to enter. Upon entering the grounds, he went to the front front door, and there's another gentleman there said he's waiting waiting for Pokemon. Now, um, that's critical because we're seeing all areas of society that are. They're losing, they're just lost as far as they're out of touch with reality. That's what I'm trying to find, trying to say. They're out of touch with reality. This augmented world is taking over. Yeah, and, and over. yeah, but it was, it was, it wasn't even hard for it to happen because we've been, you know, not desensitized, but what's the other word I'm looking for? It's. It's become a common thing to thing to look into a virtual world. There's the word you're looking for, conditioned. Conditioned, yes, conditioned. And you know, we play our video games, and we have our first-person shooters, we have our third-person shooters, uh, we have all sorts of uh, different games, and a lot of them engross you into the world. Because remember now, uh, this is a RPG, a role-playing game, so you're taking on the role of whoever that is searching for the monsters, whether it be Ash or whoever else they make up. So it's just like if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you take on the, the role of Dungeon Master 
um, or any other character. Uh, in Diablo, you take on the role of whoever. So you are taking on the identity of the character in this game or any other game that you take a role in, even Call of Duty. The reason why they don't show you the face of the character on each of the cover art is because they want it to be you taking on that role. And they've stated that it's not something I'm trying to say bad or good. I'm just telling you that's what it is. So, you know, when you get engrossed in these games, uh, too engrossed, when it becomes uh, an addiction, like as you see with these people, then it becomes something else. It becomes something way more. And it's it, it's on par with idolatry, but we'll get into all that later. So so this game is getting popular, and we, we didn't actually define what a Pokemon is. Um, a Pokemon is a pocket monster, okay? A pocket monster. And if you look up the definition for... Um, a monster. It includes, well, here it is. Definition of a monster. A creature that is typically large, ugly, and frightening. Synonyms would be rascal, beast, demon, brute, imp, and devil. So it's all synonymous. Those are the synonyms of a monster. So, when you look into all the movies and the games and um, old folklore, superstition, antiquity, you'll see a lot of these words used. And when you look up, say, an ogre, people would always relate that to a demon or an orc. Uh, you, they would relate it to a demon. Um, say uh, <laughs> It goes on and on. I'm just trying to take you to different steps to, to get you to understand some of these things because some some people just say things and they don't try to explain it to you because um, we're not crazy. You know, we, we know exactly what we're talking about. And um, here the definition is saying that. It's synonymous to rascal, beast, demon, brute, imp, devil. An imp is a demon. <laughs> you know? What's the meaning? What's the meaning again now? Um, of it? A, cre- a creature I, that is yeah. typically large, ugly, and frightening. Typically. Okay. And so these, these creatures have the ability to evolve. So it is pushing the evolutionary mindset. And it also pushes the uh, the thing of using magic to control the beast or summon the beast, um, summon these uh, creatures. Now, the the creator says that Pikachu is uh, basically uh, a mouse with electricity. So that's why you see the... um, That's why you see the the lightning tail. I mean, some other people, not, not... Yeah, some other people, not me say that the lightning represents Lucifer. I, I don't know. Exactly. That's what they say. Right. Right? That's what they say. But, but, but That's what hold they say. on, Chris. Hold on. Mm. Um, also, the meaning of Pokemon with all along, with, goes along with the, meaning, the, the, the definition that you gave or the synonyms that you gave. But Pokemon, the meaning of it is a pocket monster. 
Right. Okay. It's a it's a monster that's in your pocket. Um, mm-hmm. And these all these creatures have some hidden power. No, sorry, a hidden power. All of them, mm-hmm. not yeah. some of them. All of them have a hidden power. Now, um, so what would happen in times past in the early late nineties or late eighties, early nineties was that or whenever it was created, was that people would talk about these things and they would put them on cards. They would have these playing cards and that's yeah. what they would go around with. Now, um, it has evolved to where um, we have a game now. On top of that, everyone who had or I think a lot of people, sorry, or everyone who had a Google account, who had um, various accounts, they were sent emails that they could download this game for free for a limited time offer. I, I don't know if right. you do that, right, Chris. Yeah, it's a, that, it was a scam. It, right. It was, it was a scam. Mm. And, and what would happen? Let's talk they about take over. They take over their huh? information. They take their information. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot of people also fell for that, but when you actually download or you go to download this game, you should read some of the fine prints that it has with this game and 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 what comes with the game. You see, whenever you go to download or you download or get some information it comes with cookies it comes with uh, what's known as a cookie where it's it's um could you explain the cookie for me my dear brother oh well a cookie helps to track you it, uh, it's a, some, a file that's basically um downloaded to your computer and it, and it tracks what you're doing um it helps um websites it's not all evil it's just it helps websites to determine where you're from where, what are you going to do um, what you, the pages that you looked at, even though they could see that anyway, but it helps to track things for them. And so um, uh, the, the nefarious sites, they could use the cookies to collect other information that you don't even want them okay. to collect. To, oh, right, to collect data on you. And <clears throat> um, I don't know if you're ready to go there, but when you look at the fine print on this game and what is the information that it's asking or what's required of you to play this game, it's phenomenal to see. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't ready to go there, but we can go there now. Um, yeah. it's ba- it basically um, acts access to anything that's, that's Google. And so if you have yep. um, a, um, a droid or, you know, uh, any, any phone like that, you, you, you're everything all the information is open and and it also acts for access on your iPhone too but it it wants all your information now that the, the creators uh the tech company behind it says that was a mistake and they're going to correct it but you're letting out an app <laughs> you believe them you're letting out you an app them? come on you're letting out an app that you know is going to be a success and you don't shut the back door. <laughs> oh, come on, you know. So no, I I don't I don't believe it. 
I, I, they maybe they yeah. thought people wouldn't catch on to it, but I don't believe it. But, but, so, but not only that—that's not the only thing. It also not only will it gather the information, it will also share the information. It shares the information. <coughs> sorry, it shares the information with a lot of different people, and you ne- you can't say anything because you have you have they asked you for access. And when you hit, I agree, you turn all that information over to them. Right. And all that the means pictures everything. On your phone. Everything. All, all the pictures. <laughs> all the places contacts. you've gone. All your contacts. Um, you think you're off of Facebook. Everything from Facebook. Every picture your camera has ever taken. It is getting that information. Yeah. So now... We're going to take that just one step at a time. So you, you, not only are you walking around looking for these things, but if you use your phone, you take a picture of that location, that location is now tied to that GPS footprint where you were. That picture of that location, it, it has all of that information. That information is access, has been accessed. Mm-hmm. It has been gone through your back door, and this these are this is the critical information that mm-hmm. people don't have. Yeah, but, you know. Also, Rory, since we're getting into the tech part, um, which I wanted to get in later, but <laughs> okay, we're, okay, we're going to split the tech part into two parts because uh, we got to get into the spiritual aspects. We got um, an hour and ten minutes left, so. Um, Come on, man. Let's do it. Let's just go. Let's do it. One thing is that. <laughs> It, you know, to, 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 to operate this sort of thing, you have to have a massive, massive computer system. And exactly. I'm hearing things about it being connected to D-Wave. If you don't know what D-Wave is, D-Wave is um, uh, the, one of the best supercomputers in the world. And they've just come out with their new one, which I, don't, I can't remember the numbers, but it's, it's extremely powerful. Extremely so powerful that if they wanted to use just that computer alone to track everybody on the planet, it could do it. <laughs> that's how powerful this thing is. And No, well, that's how much memory it has. Right. Yeah, Not exactly. Not only can it track you, but it keeps, it can keep all the data on everyone on the face of the earth. Yeah. And, and it's also connected to CERN. Um, and I forgot which, which way. I'm telling you, this information was so thick, I could not look up everything. And I started this inf- this, this research last week. <laughs> so um, this, it, it, there's more going on here. And the game was made um, by, I think, Nine Ticket Labs, um, who was created under Google. And uh, the guy Smith that was part of um, Google left and made alphabet ink and so this this whole thing goes you know it has all it has ties to google put it like that um and so when nasa and google unveil their new quantum computer you have to think about things like this but most people aren't thinking about none of this any of it because it's not in their train of thought it's not in their they're not even quantum what (laughs) they don't they don't care you know and so that's just some of the things. But we're, we're going to play clips from people that are going to explain some things to you about the research behind this, the, the, the addiction and everything. 
Um, but we want to well, go back before to before you do that. But before yeah. you do that, my dear brother, mm. I just want to sort of bring everybody back to the ground, ground zero. Mm-hmm. Um, want to bring them back to our anchor. Our anchor is Jesus Christ. Right. And why are we telling you about this? What's the critical issue here? The issue that we're we're seeing before us is that this game is not just a game. This game is a virtual idol. It's a virtual idol. And, and it's not and it's not the only one. Exactly. There there are others. But let's let's look at what the Bible says um, about idol worship. You see, anything that you make that puts itself above God, consumes your time, your energy, your efforts, that's an idol. And now idols have become virtual. You see, some people, you, you would walk by and you say, oh, you're so silly, you're praying to a rock, what are you doing? Or you see a person praying to a rock and you say, that's an idol. Well, the phone that you have playing that game, that's also your idol. Okay? And Leviticus 26.1 says, You shall not make for yourself idols, nor shall you set up for yourselves any image or sacred pillar, nor shall you place a figure of stone in the land to bow down to it. For I am the Lord your God. In other words, God is saying to us, nothing should take the place of worshiping him. If you take, if you have something in that place, that has become your idol. And I have more verses to share with you as we go along. Go ahead, Chris. All right. So, um, very good verses, and we, we just want to keep it grounded, and we're not, we're not going to tell you anything that's far off anything and and so the spiritual aspects of the game um a lot of people say it's satanic and that all depends on your definition of satanism or satanic satanic could mean i just worship lucifer or i just believe in myself or i just follow do what thou wilt that could be satanic a small definition of it but wait also also an idol too yeah, well, I'm just saying that some people they just put that in a in a little box like that, right? So they don't think that Eastern mysticism is satanic or this or that is satanic. Remember that Satan is the father of lies. So if Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, and the only life there is, if He is God as He said He was then everything outside of that, including Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Shintoism, ism, schisms, they are satanic. So don't just look at the devil worshiper. Don't just look at the, uh, you know, the, the, the voodoo doctor. All of that is satanic. So this game implements different satanic ideas, and we're going to get into that in a second. And we're going to Tell, show you some some incredible things that um, you might not even thought were in the game. So anyway, this is an article from 2007. It says, 
there are four basic types of cards, and this is talking about the card, not the game, uh, the, the, the card game, not the video game. It says, but a uh, basic Pokemon card was to pick creatures that fight for you against other people, people's Pokemons. Basically, you're a trainer going against other trainers, um, making these beasts more powerful. So, say, evolution cards to pick Pokemon that are able to evolve into more powerful creatures. Energy cards are united with other cards that give the Pokemon more energy needed to carry out the trainer's orders. Trainer's cards are cards used to one time and then discarded. And so there are different types of categories of Pokemon, bugs, fighting, fire, flying, dragon, electric, ghost, grass, ground, ice, normal, poison, psychic, rock, and water. Um, within each type are several different Pokemon, each possessing uh, various ability, like we said before. And so it starts to define some of the Pokemons here. And I won't go through all the names, but it says here that, uh, you know, you have um, ultra-dimensional <laughs> Pokemons, Poison, Mimicry, Taunting, Silence, Stealth, Use of potion, Poison, Use of Claws and Biting, Breaking uh, Opponent's Bones, um, Reading Minds, Teleportation, Inducing headaches, high intelligence, consume people's dreams, hypnosis, um, confusion, and of course it evolves. And so if you're a discerning person, you should know that a lot of those, some of those traits are definitely demonic. Um, I'll just point a few out to you. Hypnosis, um, teleportation, reading minds, that sort of thing. So it goes on and says, is Pokemon dangerous? Um, he said, potentially, yes, it is. It conditions a child who plays the game into accepting occult and evolutionary principles. Hunter, uh, Haunter and Hypnotize, which are the names of the Pokemon, eat a person's dream and drain their energy. Abra reads minds. Kadabra emits negative energy that harms others. Now, if you know anything about rich, witchcraft, Abra Kadabra is an actual term. Um... Is a ghastly in- induces sleep. Gen- Gen- Gengar laughs at people's fright. Um, Nidoran uses potions. Uh, the, the psychic type of Pokemon are, are among the strongest in the game. Um, Charmander, Haunter, Ivysaur, Kadabra again, and many more evolved. And all you gotta uh, do, all you have to do, Chris, is just listen mm. to the names. And yeah, yeah. You would know beyond a shadow of a doubt. That you should not, you should have nothing to do with it. Yeah, nothing. He says, to do yeah. He says these children are taught to use these creatures to do more. I mean, to do their will by invoking colored energy cards, fights, and commands. Much of it is reminiscent of, of occult and Eastern mysticism. And it says here, this is a quote from the Bible: "Train up a child in the which go." Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Depart from it. That's Proverbs Amen. twenty-two, and then. Chronicles 33.6 says, And he made his sons pass through the fire in the valley of Hinnom, and he he practiced witchcraft, used divination, practiced sorcery, and dealt with mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. So there we have an accountability. You know now that, if you didn't know before, you know that the Lord is against all of these uh, magical things, and so um, it says here. I don't. I don't see how. Not, uh, we don't know, we, Chris. Before you go on, we don't know 
magical or not. Definitely we know enchanted or enchanting. You see, this, well, these are the dangers. Hello? Are you there? No, I was going to say, yeah, I was just going to say that enchantment is magic, so. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. These are the dangers, but what it's actually doing to the child, it's exposing this to the child, and it's actually mm-hmm. teaching the child in a subconscious way of what mm-hmm. to do. So now the child, not knowing, will say, oh, let me call on, I wish I had this so I could do that, or I could tell my Pokemon to do that right. to that person. You yeah. see, and, and these are the things that, you know, um, that is happening. It's, it's, it's training the child. Um, you know, before we, we move on, Chris, and I know you're, you're, you're talking some, but I want to just share something that I learned just recently and, and um, what it said. And this is from the Bible. And you see, we have to really be careful about the, the things that we do and the things that we say around our children. Second um, Kings seventeen forty one. So while these nations feared the Lord, they also served their idols. Because basically, what we're talking about, we're talking about idol worship, idolatry. They served their idols. Now listen, here's the key part: they served their idols, their children likewise, and their grandchildren, as their fathers did. They do to this day. So the implications are great. If you have a child that's learning these things and is learning it from such a young age, chances are that child will continue playing that game for a very long time. And that, that's and what, ha- that's updates, what has happened. That's what has happened. Not only the, right, not only updates, but like you said, the movies that are coming and all these things that are on there that you know, we'll continue doing it. And case in point, we'll give a, an example. Um, what was the name of this kid who was the magician in the movie that everybody Harry was going Potter? crazy over? Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. And now he's old, so the story still continues. As he gets older, as he grows, and he grows with children. And it's teaching them witchcraft. That's and, what it's, and, it's doing. And it's documented that a lot of kids that went into that also went into covens, witch covens, uh, yeah. because of Harry Potter. They they admitted it, so um, there's nothing really to prove there. How, how people have to do but, and look but, for but it. But the author, the author of, mm-hmm. of of Harry Potter is a witch. Yeah. But 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 let's 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 keep going. We got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. Go. All right. So more information on Pokemon here. It says, okay, the Pokemon rules website says carry your, your Pokemon with you and you're ready for anything. You've got the power in your hands, so use it. Then it says, one observer of children playing the game wow. said the children would afterwards mimic the game by summoning the Pokemon to attack others. This is occultic. Pokemon are summoned to do battle and to protect. This is equivalent to sorcery. Exactly. Um, it says also earth, wind, fire, water are frequent elemental themes found in the pagan religions, witchcraft and Wicca, and are used heavily yeah. in Pokemon. So it says here the spiritual side of the world is real. There are spiritual elements and demonic forces at work who, whose purpose is to lead astray and destroy. 
And this is from Ephesians 6:12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And it says the enemy is powerful and cunning. The only light we have in the Bible and we need to follow is the light. I'm sorry, follow it. It's in the Bible and, and we need to follow it and not give ourselves to our or our children into the hands of those who would introduce occultic principles in, in a role playing game. Again, the Bible says, uh, this is First Timothy 4.1, but the spirit explicitly say that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, pay, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. And so. It, it concludes and says there's nothing wrong with children having fun and using their imagination, but when that involves, that fun involves a cult and, and it is dangerous as Christians, we should be very concerned about what our children are involved in. And, uh, uh, and since they can be so easily influenced, they don't need to influence the influence of the occult or evolutionary theory to help them towards Christ. So from there, we're in our second hour now. So we're really going to run it through here, <laughs> Rory, um, because we really need to squeeze all of this in here. And okay, so wait, wait, hold on, hold on a minute, Chris. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. I just want to share. I know we're in the second hour, and, and I know we got a lot of ground to cover. We really do. But I want to just put in something else there, um, just to talk about um, another side of, of of the game, and this is from. Israel Today. Um, this was August 11, 2016. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. The Israeli president, um, Ravin Rival, uh, Rilin, recently discussed with his security officials the discovery of Pokemon, of a Pokemon, at the presidential residence, prompting a directive banning all staff from pre- playing the um, viral mobile hit Pokemon Go at the compound. The new guidelines read, a new game titled Pokemon Go was recently released. For those unfamiliar, it is a mobile app and primary and the primary goal of which is to catch Pokemon. The game is played using the phone's GPS, exposing the exact location of the player, and by default, publishing a picture of the entire area where the player catches a Pokemon. As an um, interesting aside, there are conspiracy theories that link the Natanic Lab, N-I-A-N-T-I-C Lab, of the maker Pokemon Go with the CIA, meaning the app's true aim could be gathering information for American intelligence. You never know. The game has already been banned by the, on IDF bases for fear of exposing sensitive locations. <clears throat> Do you understand how serious a lot of these countries are taking this? And right. People are just people are just playing this game and thinking that it is um it is just um. Just a game, just a role play. Well, well, yeah, the big brother aspect is something we're going to cover in a second. <laughs> As I, I, I wanted to, like, you know, section this off a little bit. But um, 
spiritual Wrong aspect. <laughs> spiritual aspect. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, yeah, Niantic Lab is is definitely connected to the um the CIA. So we're gonna go through, run through a few clips here on some of the spiritual aspects. We're gonna see what Japan thinks of itself. Um, remember that the creator also grew up watching anime. We're gonna cover some of that and also what um Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon is influencing. All right, here we go. You're saying, well, man, I'm never gonna get into that. Who in their right mind would fall for this? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong clip. Here we go. We're gonna take it to the next uh, topic there, and this is Shintoism. How many guys? How many guys heard of that one? All right, Shintoism. All right, it's a Japanese religion. You know why? Well, it'll make sense in just uh, in a second. The Japanese people have a fierce love for their land and believe that the Japanese islands were the very first divine creation. And Shintoism teaches that no other land other than Japan is divine, making Japan unique in the world. And I love this quote, not so surprisingly, Shintoism is not popular outside of Japan. See, now, this is what I found very interesting. Listen to this. The two fundamental Shinto doctrines are that Japan is a country of the gods and her people are descendants of the gods. And as soon as I read that, my notes, I go, wait a second. That might explain some things World War II. Of all entities for Hitler with his master race, who they believed that they were basically divine at the top, everybody else was just a lesser race and things of that nature, of all entities on the planet for Hitler to strike up a bargain with, guess who? Japan. Do you see how it slides together? They have the same mentality. Okay? Fits hand in hand. Okay? This concept of the divine descent of the Japanese people, as well as the divine origin of the land, has given rise to the conviction of superiority over other countries and peoples. Uh, with the exception of a few designated sects of Shinto, the religion has uh, no founder, no sacred writings, no authoritative set of beliefs. Okay? Apparently it's just, hey, we're divine, the land's divine, the people come from the gods, everybody knows it. That's the, that's the deal. But they have worship that takes place at the numerous shrines, Shinto shrines throughout Japan there. Uh, a lot of the Japanese families have their own shrines uh, to their own deities and things uh, based on Shintoism, uh, even in their own homes. Now, the word Shinto comes from the Chinese word Shin, Shin, Tao. Tao, which means what? The way, right? And that's that same character that we saw there, Shin Tao, which means the way of the gods. Right? So that's the core meaning of this, that this is the way of the gods. Of course, they believe that they are the Japanese race, etc., blah, blah, blah. Okay. A major feature is a notion of what is called kami. Okay. The other ones had uh, chi. Okay. These guys got what's called kami. Okay. And uh, kami uh, is basically the concept of a sacred power in both animate and inanimate objects. Right? That, that pew, they would say, has kami uh, in it and could come to life. A tree has kami and could come to life, right? And things of that nature. Animals can have kami in it, not just people, right? But all these other things. Inanimate objects uh, can have that. Now, who, who does that sound like? We might get into this in New Age again with the uh, shamanism, uh, American Indianism. Boy, are we getting led down a path and spiritualism uh, in that. Right, that the, the wolf, the spirit of the wolf and the spirit of the bear and all this, and they talked to me and they became, that was my ancestor and blah, blah, and the tree, right? And Pocahontas, remember that cartoon from Disney? I don't think I've ever seen it thing, but the premise of it is, this is I think it's on record to be the most historically inaccurate depiction of Pocahontas, okay? Who, by the way, became a Christian, okay? And, uh, and she renounced all this stuff, but what does that cartoon make it sound like? That, oh, this is great, and she, 
people sing and ran with the beavers or something. I don't know. But the spirits behind the trees and all that stuff, right? It's the same kind of thing that's going on there. We'll get into that, Lord one, uh, with New Age. But that's what they have. They believe that this kami uh, is in everything, okay? Uh, the Shinto is a powerful sense of the presence of, of, of uh, uh, gods and spirits in nature. Uh, they're too numerous to be grouped into a hierarchy, the different gods. But the sun goddess Amartirisu, not to be confused with that dessert, uh, you know what I'm talking about, is highly revered, and her grand temple is located 200 miles southwest of Tokyo. Now, the religion of Shinto is obviously incompatible with, guess who? Christianity. Now, we still got a long ways to go in our world religions, cults, and the occult study. But remember, as I, I don't know if you guys recall, at the very beginning I says, wait till we get done with this. And you, you think it's ridiculous now? But when we get done with this study, how ridiculous it is, ridiculous it is for people to make this statement. All religions basically teach the same thing. And I just hit this point in my notes. I'm going, you know, are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, so that's basically Shintoism. Okay, so bear in mind that this game has aspects of this in it too. So now, you, now you're starting to get a couple, uh, some grounding. All right? And... um. Again, it has a lot of things in it, and it was it was so much, <laughs> so much. Uh, but but now you see that these most of these things are animals. Remember, I told you that um, a lot of these Eastern mysticism goes back to Hinduism. With Hinduism, they worship animals too. So you you see that these 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 evolving things become godlike. So I'm just showing you from that explanation you just heard. That this is in the game. Rory, anything to say before I go to the next clip? Nope, not at all. Continue. All right, so now we're going to hear a clip about the actual game, and then we're going to go on to another clip. So here we go. Now, video games, two of the biggest video games that they got going on that, believe it or not, is pushing this, okay, is this one. The first one is Pokemon. Huh? Pokemon, which stands for Pocket Monsters. Okay. The other one, this one's for more little kids. Okay. Uh, the other one is uh, the Yugi Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. That's more for the teenagers. But listen, this Pokemon. You might think, oh, Pokemon, that was cool back in the '90s and 2000s. Nobody plays that anymore. Well, listen to this. Pokemon is the second most successful and lucrative video game business franchise in the world. Huge, huge thing. It's only second to Nintendo's Mario franchise. Okay. Big, massive uh, deal. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! are the two most popular game franchises on the planet. Okay? And uh, they both have involvement with uh, combat with monsters and elements of competition and heavy doses of magic. Okay? Pokemon, again, starts uh, is short for Pocket Monster, and it describes these creatures in the game that you use to play in the game. In the Pokemon world, these uh, there's monsters are various types of animals, you know, spirit animals and things, you know, Shintoism. Okay, the players must find these animals, you've got to capture these animals, you've got to train these animals, and then you pit them against other people. So that's kind of the premise uh, in the game. And, uh, but anyway, so, but it also, they have magical abilities as well. Here comes the cami, right? Based on spiritual concepts, particularly those of the Eastern faith, some which are drawn from Buddhist and Shinto traditions. So again, is this neutral? No, it's indoctrinating people into this mindset uh, as well. Now, concepts such as Right? How many guys would knowingly let your kid get indoctrinated into this? Because this is what they promote. 
psychic ability, demonic possession, chanting, summoning up demons, communing with demons, uh, amongst other things. That's what's going on in these games that most people have, and it's the second most popular game on the planet. Pokemon. Can you believe that? How many kids are being indoctrinated in this? And most people have no clue. Why are my kids so messed up? Why are they getting so blah, blah, blah? What do you put in the brain? What are you letting them put in the brain? Okay. Unlike Pokemon, which is uh, targeted uh, to a young audience, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is more towards uh, teenagers, uh, and it's got a uh, uh, centered more on the storyline of the Japanese comics, the manga. Okay. And some of the themes and characters are a much more mature right, than the Pokemon. Pokemon is basically the entry level, and the other one is more to let's go advanced now and get even darker, okay, is what's going on. Uh, and basically, like in this uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, the central character of the series is literally possessed by a spirit who takes control of him when he is threatened. And the spirit also drives him to participate in games of chance. A lot of gambling going on uh, in this stuff. You might think, well, that's not a big deal. That doesn't influence anybody. Actually, some of the articles I read is this has produced a lot of kids growing up, and they literally have a serious addiction uh, to gambling because that's one of the things that these games promote. So it does affect behavior uh, as well. The card game also draws heavily on dark concepts such as negotiating with spirits, summoning the spirits, etc. And not only is the magic more occult-like, but the monsters of Yu-Gi-Oh! are more noticeably monstrous than those in Pokemon. And basically, Pokemon, uh, they believe, uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh! are... Uh, you start off soft, if you will, with Pokemon, just to kind of get them indoctrinated in it, okay, into magic and evolution and Eastern spiritualism and the occult, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! takes an even serious uh, connotation as well. Uh, and there's definitely uh, some disturbing aspects of the games. The possessed character of Yu-Gi-Oh!, for example, portrays uh, something real, the demonic, and it just shows it, okay, but it portrays it as something good, okay, is another problem uh, with that as well. So many different facets, many different ways. You say, I will never become a Shintoist. Are you kidding me? I have nothing against the Japanese people, but I'm not going to worship Japan or the Japanese people. I'm not going to be a Shintoist, but really? Do, do, do you watch anime? Do you read their comic books? Are you into that kind of art form? Right? Do you play the video games? Because there's many different ways to reach the culture with your belief system, and these guys are being pretty slick about it. Okay, And it's yep. reaching the whole planet. All right. So... I think that explained a lot, <laughs> if not enough, um, as far as the spiritual aspects of the game. Um, of course, it's not everything, but it should let you know what's being promoted in these games. And there's a religious aspect, no matter what. I mean, remember now, we have the original creator. We don't know what he believes. And then we have his partner that created the monsters, um, named them, stuff like that. We don't know what he believes. And they come out of this land. Well, we do based off of based off of um, based off what, but based off seeing. of what they're 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 creating. Yes, but yes, what I'm saying, I, I haven't seen a statement from them. Yeah, by their fruits you shall know them. But you're not exactly. going to see a statement necessarily because he's only doing what he has grown up and he's been exposed to, which is what's in the heart. Yeah, what's in, in the heart, heart. You know. Yeah. And um, these are what we are exposing our children to. If we allow them to play these games, um, which is, it, like we said, it's, it's so bad. 
Um, right, and and you'll get the the detractors that say, oh well, you know, you're just taking away their fun, or it's only a game, and all these other things. And you know, it's it's not like we we're the people out there that says, hey, look at the word Pokemon. If you just take off this and put a D there, it's Demon. We're not we're not those type of people. We are the ones. I think we're pretty grounded, Rory. <laughs> exactly. I think we're pretty grounded. And, um, exactly. you know, this, this thing goes a long way. And we're, we're going to play a couple more clips for you to show you this is not just from one preacher or, uh, you know, uh, this or that. It's just bias. This is truth. You go and research it for yourself. And th- th- don't look up bias article. Look, look all around. You'll see. Look on the, the, the Pokemon wiki if you, if you need to. Go look it up. They, they they show their powers. They show what they do. And some of you might be like, well, it's not like they're doing real magic. Well, guess what? They take the concepts from real things. So, and we're just going to remember now, this guy came up on anime too. So we're going to play the last clip from, oh, this is Pastor Billy Crone, by the way. You can check out um, his uh, DVDs on getalifemedia.com. Here we go. You're saying, well, man, I'm never going to get into that. Who in their right mind would fall for this? Well, this is where they have a different methodology for evangelism. And one of their biggest ones, you might think, well, I'm never going to get I'm one of these old people, right? Well, young whippersnappers like Ken, right, Ken? Yeah. A lot of that, that generation is in this uh, crazy thing called anime, okay? Anime, okay, is a huge way that they're using to promote uh, Shintoistic uh, beliefs. Okay, the term anime is the Japanese word for animation, which we just saw. One of their beliefs in Shintoism is animism. Okay, uh, things of that nature, and it refers to this uh, animation style that comes from Japan. Uh, and they also have their counterpart, not only with anime. One thing that they promote it is not just with the anime uh, animation, but another thing that's called uh, manga or manja, however you pronounce that, and that basically is their comic books. Okay, are comic books a big influence on people today? Yes, they are. Man, that would be fun to delve into that, but that's a, that's a big issue there. But that's what they call the anime, the, the manga. Okay, so between those two things and, as we're going to see in a second, video games. Okay, man, this is a huge, huge outreach for Shintoism. Okay, beliefs as well, and some Buddhism too. Okay, but let's take a look at that. Uh, again, according to Shintoism, the Japanese people are the direct descendants of many gods and spirits, the kami, okay, living throughout the islands. Now, the themes of Shintoism are common in this anime and manga, and they, uh, they thrive in these uh, fantasy adventures that they come up with in the spirit world, world that intermingles with humanity. Some work out pretty good, some don't. Some are pleasant, some are unpleasant. Okay, and if you look at the anime... Okay, uh, look at what they're doing. Okay, they are also employing elements of the occult, tarot cards, incantations, and a whole bunch more. Right? So it's not just like Bugs Money, some neutral thing. Okay, there's a spiritual belief that's being pushed through this as well. Correct. So there we have it. We have Yu Gi Oh! We have Pokemon. We have anime, manga. And Shintoism, and and I, I I didn't play the whole clip from the anime portion. There's uh, another portion of anime that's more X-rated, uh, hentai, and so you have all of this, and the spiritual beliefs are pouring out through it. Um, so we have this game that everybody's addicted to, and it's been around since the 90s, and now we're in 2017, and it's making its resurgence. 
um, more popularity now. And so you got to, you're saying, okay, well, this guy says this and this guy says that. And how does he really know? Or are you, you know? just blowing it out of proportion? Uh, blowing it out of proportion. You're just playing it. Right. No. You're yeah, exposing well, yourself to something that's, that um, is dangerous. Correct. And you might not see the manifestation with your child, but there are other people seeing manifestation. And I'm going to play a clip from this guy. He's now dead. But he was shown uh, certain things from Pokemon, and he said certain things about it. But the thing is, this guy doesn't know English, doesn't speak it, but he was uh, a witch doctor in the Amazon. His name was Chief Shufoot, and he became a born-again Christian. And his story is amazing. If you check it out, you look it up anywhere, it's, 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 you can find the story. His trans is, is uh, you know, walk with Christ was amazing. But I'm going to play this clip and listen to what he said about this game. We're back now with something that may explain any odd behavior you've seen on the streets recently. The smash hit mobile game app Pokemon Go has... Sorry about that. Must be nervous tonight. This video game pops up and everybody forgets about life and they just go out and they're they're walking around with friends and chasing these monsters around from their their smartphone cameras and, and it's like... You, it almost looks like a society of zombies, oh, but it's not just millennials. Let me let me establish that it's not just millennials. No, no it, it's your grandma. But it, yeah, it's it's these yeah. it's these games, these pocket games, and you're like, what is going on? What is up with our generation? I mean, this in and of itself, it just shows me it's like we're really addicted to these smart devices. Yeah. You know what? I, I I've seen this. I mean, I, I was wondering what was going on, and I was asking some young people what's going on. They said it's this game you download, and I said, oh, weird. And I mean. I'm old enough where it's like, okay, enjoy yourself. I mean, go run around the woods, do what you want. I, I'm, I don't care. But then I heard it w- was a, a game about Pokemon, and I thought, wait a minute, let me talk to you about that. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever um, known or talked to somebody who was a, a Satan worshiper or a, a demonic um, worshiping person, but I have. And it's, there's a very interesting story that I like to share about what happened with a, a man. His, his nickname was Shufoot. He was a shaman or a witch doctor in the jungle of South America, where he, he rose to the level of what they called child eater. And he had an encounter with the Pokemon characters, and he didn't speak English, and he doesn't speak English. And I think we need to share that with our, our listeners if we can. Yeah, here's a talk that you gave recently that shares that story. Many years ago, I'm going to read this to you. This is from uh, Mike Dawson who uh, is a missionary in the jungles of South America. And uh, there's a guy down there who just died. His name is uh, Shufoot. That's what we call him. And he worshiped Satan at one point. I'm going to read. These are words from Mike, not uh, from me. As missionaries working with the Yanomamo, I'm constantly reminded that when it comes to spiritual matters, I'm not the expert. Shufoot, I don't know how to pronounce that was an ex-witch doctor. He accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ many years ago when my parents first started working with the tribe back in the early 50s. Although still a young man, when they arrived at the village, he was a witch doctor of considerable fame. He had already attained the highest level of... I can't pronounce that word. It's some kind of evil. Or the, the, the English translation is child eater. So he achieved the status of child eater. 
because he could attack other, other villages in the spirit world, stealing the souls of the child there and causing the child to die. These souls were given to the many cannibal spirits who were his accomplices in murder. The soul would then be eaten by these demon cannibal spirits. Although having attained the highest he could go by his own admission, he was being overwhelmed by the bondage he was under even before he heard about the saving power of the gospel. So once he clearly understood that Christ was the only way to be freed from the bondage, he accepted Christ's claim on his life, and his life has never been the same. One of the times I was reminded of how much more the expert he is in spiritual matters happened one day a couple years ago. We had been in the jungle many long weeks with no mail from home, and a plane landed bringing us a package. Uh, I was excited as I took it home. Look on a package from Wakanda Free Church. I gave her the package. She opened it up. She was as excited as I was. Enclosed was a book. Now that in itself was a big enough disappointment because I wanted some real mail, like maybe a box of chocolates or something. But when I saw the cover, I was even more disappointed. It was a book on Pokemon cartoon characters. I'm an old school cartoon, Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, and their friends, and really don't get into any of the new ones, especially the ones that look as ugly as these did. Then we noticed there was also a letter enclosed with the book, and we read it together. Dear Mike, it said, It seems our church is having a discussion about Pokemon. With the church divided about this toy, so they were sending this book of all Pokemon characters to me, asked me to have Shoefoot look at it and see what he thought about the characters. Well, that was more interesting than just having a book of ugly cartoons uh, for the boys, but to be honest, this was pretty low priority for me. As a matter of fact, Kayla had been asking me for weeks to watch a videotape of these same cartoons that our son Stephen really liked. She claimed his attitude really changed after watching these cartoons. I told her I would really plan on watching it with him, but we're extremely busy in the jungle, and I had no, hadn't had a chance yet. But to be honest, I did not place much importance on the book. But one day when I was talking with Shoefoot, Kayla, Kayla, remembered, Kayla remembered the book and ran upstairs and got it. She handed the book to me, opening the book at random, showing him pictures, I asked, what do you think of this? He looked at it and said, oh, I know this one. He suddenly had my attention. He went on, on this, oh, this is a nasty little jecula, demon. It is always underfoot, bites, scratches, screeches, and whatnot. I looked at the page, and on the list of attributes, it said bites, scratches, and screeches, and claws. And I forgot what else, but it was if Shoefoot was reading the page, and he doesn't read or speak one word of English. I figured that first one could have been a lucky guess, so I flipped the page to another picture and asked him about that one, and again, he told me exactly what its attributes were. He did this over and over. So he made a believer out of me. At that time, Kayla ran upstairs, called Stephen. He came down reluctantly, not wanting to hear anything, and determined not to allow anyone to do anything to his cartoon tape. He frowned slowly, disappeared, as he listened to Shufa describe the attributes of each cartoon that he knew. By the time he was finished, Stephen went upstairs, brought his tape down, and he and Kayla destroyed it. So he made a believer out of Stephen as well. There were some he did not recognize, and he said, there are so many demons, it's impossible for any one person to know them all. Then he added, tell the people from your churches, you, tell the people from your churches that if there are things that make them feel uncomfortable, it's probably not good. It's probably, 
Uh, if the things that make them uncomfortable is probably not good. God's Spirit will speak to them about what's right and wrong. Your people need to learn to listen. Talking to uh, Sufoot even when he was here. Those are the demons. Those little Pokemans are the demons that they give to children. The demons that work with children. Don't get comfortable with these things. All right. So to me, that was an amazing testimony. And <laughs> this is the, this Shufoot guy. He, he wasn't no. He, you can't even call him a quack. A he wasn't from America. He was shaman, exactly. So shaman. he knows what he's talking about. And this is the same guy we mentioned in our Halloween um, series that said when he, he came over here and, and walked into the mall that he was in and he saw the Halloween shops, he says, these are some of the same symbols that we use yep. in the witchcraft. He said, it's the footprints of, of the demons are right here. And, <laughs> you know, people refuse to believe because of what, culture what, what, or tradition. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 not only is it that, but it's, it's people turning over their authority to these things. Their spiritual Correct. authority is being yeah. turned over. The power has been given. And that's not what we are about who stand on the stand on the name of the Lord. Yes. Yes. On the, the name of mercy. Jesus. And Lord have mercy on the families and the fathers and the mothers and the mm -hmm. mothers, the single mothers, and the single yeah. fathers right now tonight, dear Lord God, that is allowing this game to come in their house. Lord God, give them the insight and the wisdom to be able to take these things away from the children and get it out of the house, get it out of the home, so that you will not be dealing with these issues later on in life, and not just this particular aspect, but the children and the children's children. Lord, we pray tonight, and we ask you, dear Lord God, to intervene in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, that right there, we'll probably go back and forth on a spiritual action, but now we're going to get back into the tech aspects. And so, there's a lot of tech that comes with Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go specifically. And I'm going to play two clips from this lady, Catherine Albright. She's uh, very educated, has multiple degrees, and has many accolades. So she definitely knows what she's talking about, and she's not a Johnny-come-lately. So I'm just going to go here first on the tech aspects. Here we go. But you're looking at a scene through your through your 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 computer or your 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 smartphone right you're you're seeing a scene the 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 bookcase in front of you the bathroom in front of you the street in front of you and then in the middle of the scene is a little animated creature so one of these is like a two-headed emu cartoon another one is a blue bat cartoon that i'm looking at it hasn't even been out for a week and already people are playing this um everywhere and it's kind of the big thing. And I'm looking at all these different pictures where Pokemon is appearing. Uh, he's on top of somebody's coffee cup. He's in a restaurant. He's riding on top of a dog walking in the street. 
to actually make this happen, and by the way, multiple people can find the same Pokemon, so it requires real-time coordination of massive amounts of computer data, massive, massive amounts of data for this to actually even work. It's been likened to the financial system where lots and lots of stock are changing price prices or commodities in real time really fast, and lots and lots of people from all over the world have to be able to access those prices in real time and have them be accurate and correct. And so they're using those, algorithm, those algorithms of incredibly complex technology to make this work. And by the way, they have Google's weight behind them. So this is complex even by Google standards to make this work. All right, so she's letting you know, like, it's what we said before in the show, that this takes massive amount of data and computing. And so, again, they have the backing of Google. And we know for sure, especially she talks a lot about Google, that Google is in you, <laughs> in your veins. Like, everything you put yeah. on a Google platform is collected like crazy and stored everything. And of course, they're not the only one, but they're the biggest. And and so... And, they're, and they uh, have the money behind them. They have all the money behind them to do exactly. the research, right. to do the... Um, to have the AI, the, the artificial, artificial intelligence that's recording exactly. everything that you have ever done on a computer. And, you yeah. know, um, Chris, uh, I, I got to go there. I was talking to a young lady earlier on this evening and she was sharing with parents the things that she wants to do via Google um, and, you know, correcting documents and, and um, allowing students who have never had a Google account to open up a Google account. And, um, and I listened to what she had to say, but at the end I said, you know, this, there's also a dark side to this too. It's very invasive. It collects all the data that you have of everything that you have ever done. It basically builds a framework of who you are online. And she said, yeah, well, that's the dark side up there. <laughs> and we proceeded. I don't think people understand the issues or um, the, what the outcome can be um, we, we had a show a couple weeks ago, Chris, where we talked about, the gentleman says, we have, uh, uh, an, I can't remember what, if it's called an AI or they have a, uh, a person, I can't remember what it's called, a widget, what is it called, not a widget, but a, a thing that we can log everyone on the face of the earth. They have actually yeah. started doing that. They've actually co started collecting data on people. Yeah. So, this is just another layer to this data collection. In other words, when this data collection is finished, there are so many different levels that, you know what? They are going to be able to pinpoint everything that you normally do throughout the course of the day or what you would do a year from now or the, your likes, your strong likes, your dislikes. As a matter of fact, I even tell people that even the very keystrokes that you make when you're typing, they can know that it's you. Yeah, definitely. Everything is a pattern. Everything about you is unique. Everything from your blood to your eyes to your fingerprint to your keystrokes, unique. So 
yeah, <laughs> going from there into the next part. This game is very addictive, and uh, there was a game I used to play on my iPhone. It was called Fun Run, and it, it, it's catered towards kids, but not so much. It's pretty violent, and when I was playing it while listening to a show. And the person got into tech really quick and said, you know, there's a lot of research behind these things and why you're addicted to certain games. And they know this. So without me giving it away real quick, I'm going to play this clip so that you guys can hear. This is not the same talk, but she's talking about the same thing. This is Catherine Albrecht again. Or it's the same as taking my stick and looking for what I think is a mushroom and bummer. It's just two lemons and a bar. All right, so that phenomenon was put into human beings by God so that we would provide for our families, so that we would be encouraged to, per, to, to persevere in the face of obstacles and in the face of failure so that that one success in after a, a series of failures would be enough to keep us going and do it again. So this works in casinos. It's been working in gambling for an awful long time, even rolling dice back hundreds of years ago. It's the same idea. You roll the dice, and, oh, man, I didn't get it. But then eventually you roll the dice, and you get the two snake eyes or the 7-Eleven or whatever you're trying to get, the 7 or the 11, and, and bang, you just won a whole pot of money. Now, we take this phenomenon and we go forward, and I've already explained before that the insights of psychology from the 20th century, and I have a doctorate in human development psychology, so it's kind of my field, the insights from the 20th century in psychology were used to try to solve addictions, problems with addictions to drugs and alcohol and gambling and risky behavior back in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And so those insights became pretty profound. Scientists, um, uh, psychologists developed a, a pretty good understanding of what it is about addictive behavior that causes people to continue to do it. And I'm not going to refer to drugs and alcohol because it's a little bit different, but I'm going to talk about the, the addiction to certain types of actions, particularly gambling. And what's very disturbing is that those insights reached by psychology have been turned to a new purpose in the modern era, and that is the purpose of instead of trying to free people from addictions, taking those insights to build addictive qualities into technological products such as video games in order to hook people. And the most famous offender in this regard is the company Blizzard, which makes World of Warcraft, which has destroyed countless lives, causes people to become so addicted that they stop eating. <laughs> they, they don't tend to their marriages. They stop working. They don't go to work. They stay up all night. They stop sleeping, and eventually they destroy their lives and wind up living in their mother's basement. But man, online, they're sure a dude. <laughs> I've got 27 layers of armor and a whole mansion and lots of gold and a, and a whole bunch of people following me. Of course, it doesn't, uh, it, it, let, let's pay no mind to the fact that I weigh 300 pounds, haven't been outside in months, lost all my relationships and have nothing. In the game, I'm a dude, right? So Blizzard has taken those insights of psychology and applied them into the game to create the most addictive activity ever known to humankind, really, short of doing heroin. Um, playing certain video games is as addictive as heroin, 
because it has been designed specifically, created in order to be as addictive as heroin because that's how they make their money. They, you pay a monthly subscription fee. You can upgrade with uh, mega packs or you can do all, all these other things that cost money. And they figured out how to get millions of people paying them a monthly fee in order to get their fix, their addictive fix that they're, that they're hooked on. So now what's happening is, uh, and now let me get back to the Pokemon Go story, is this same phenomenon has now been applied to new entertainment technologies. And this is a great example. There's a reason why people are spending, on average, 43 minutes a day playing this new Pokemon Go augmented reality game. There's a reason why people are walking around with their faces glued to their phones. Yeah. Faces glued to their phones. <laughs> so you see there, there's research behind all these games. They know how to get you addicted. In fact, um, you know, when uh, Call of Duty, Duty and other games came out, they had, you know, the map packs. And so what they what they start doing now is giving you other microtransactions, like you can get a skin for a gun or an extra character or whatever it is. And they might charge you, let's say, $2 or a dollar or $3. And some people, oh, that's nothing. But if you look at the bigger picture, okay, you buy the uh, the video game for between 49 and $69. And then you buy the map pack or the season pass, which is another $49. And then within all that, you got to buy a skin for a gun, <laughs> which is another $2. But you expand that to millions of people. Oh, they're taking you to the bank, <laughs> you know? So th th this sort of thing is, is again, it's nothing new, but th the psychology of it is to keep you addicted. And, and so in, in this one Twitter post from somebody, they say uh, a guy just told his girlfriend to hold a train while he caught a Pokemon and she got on and left without him. Somebody tweeted. But it says here in this other article, it says, Pokemon will make you crave augmented reality as how we started out the show. It started as an April Fool joke. Google released a funny video that mashed up with Google Maps and Pokemon. The video re released on April 1st, 2014, went viral, drawing more than 18 million views in all. We thought, this is a quote, we thought, why not try to make it real? John Hank said, Hank is CEO of Niatic, which was uh, then a project inside Google. And we talked about that earlier. Two years later, Hank and his team have turned that joke into a reality. So you see here, this has history. It has history. And it says, on July 6, Niatic, which had uh, since spun off from Google to become an independent company, released Pokemon Go, a game that encourages you to get out into the real world and use your mobile uh, phone to catch Pokemon. And so, you know, you know that you know that already. And it says here, within two days of its release, Pokemon Go had been uh, installed on 5.6% of Android phones in the United States. In less than a week, it had become the most downloaded app of the of the moment in Apple's uh, App Store, and has started sucking time from our days, 43 minutes on average, according to SimilarWeb, uh, more than Snapchat and Facebook. 
It has taken over Twitter, caused roving bands of nostalgic obsessives to convene on public spaces and created discontent in relationships. To say it has spread like wildfire is an exaggerate. The power is is to exaggerate the power of wildfire. You hear Rory? All right. I don't hear Rory. So, as you see, the addiction is definitely there. And here it is. Augmented reality is the boy who cried wolf of the post-internet world. It's long been promised, but has really been delivered, rarely been delivered in a satisfying way. Augmented reality refers to a view of the world environment whose elements are overlaid or augmented with computer-generated images and sounds. Uh, it says, I first fell in love with the idea of mixed reality games in 2011 when I tried a beta version of the game show Shadow Cities developed by Gray Area, a company based in Helsinki. It used locations and people from uh, your li- real life and put them in game-like environment place over real maps. Um, what got me was how the game turned my real life into an alternate alternative universe and turn the familiar into part of a fantasy. The game involved walking, which was an added bonus for someone who has struggled with his weight. So these uh, sort of uh, games, they, you know, people say there's good in it and, you know, you get to exercise and, and all sorts of things. So the, the article goes on and on. It's, this is from the New Yorker. NewYorker.com. Pokemon will make you crave augmented reality, and so there's many other things here. Um, I have so many articles in front of me right now; it's, it's not even funny. I'm kind of getting lost. But um, it says, "Warning: Pokemon Go is a death sentence if you're a black man." And it says, "This week has been a catastrophe for blackness." Two men out in Sterling, and uh, I guess it's talking about the murders that happened with the cops, and Basically, I guess this person was playing Pokemon Go. He said, being of the geekish human variety, I was inexplicably excited about the game. They were giving me a chance to catch them all, once again, this time in the real world, using an obvious obvious combination of technology and magic. I downloaded it immediately when I saw the news of its release. Even in the wake of such sadness, the iconic theme music started, and it was impossible for me to prevent uh, the delighted grin, prevent the delighted grin from taking over my face as I will introduce was introduced to Professor Willow, who t- tasked me with assisting him with his research by catching as many Pokemon uh, Pokemon that I could. I giggled like a middle school girl being approached by her secret crush on the schoolyard. After capturing my first Pokemon, I started taking notes on the interface and how the game would work. It seemed straightforward enough using GPS. My avatar marks my position on a simplified version of what it, uh, what is essentially Google Maps. Um, he said here that early the next morning, shortly after my partner left for work, I couldn't help but to give Pokemon Go another shot. I had about an hour before I needed to be at work, so this seemed like the perfect opportunity. I threw some clothes on, fired up the app, and set out for an adventure. He said, 
I spent less than 20 minutes outside. Five of those minutes were spent enjoying the game. One of those minutes I spent trying to look as pleasant and non-threatening as possible as I walked past some somewhat visibly disturbed white woman on her way to the bus stop. I spent the other 14 minutes being distracted from the game by thoughts of the countless black men who have had the police called on them because they look suspicious or wondering what a Second Amendment exercise an individual might do if I walked past their window a third or fourth time in uh, search of uh, Jigglypuff. When my brain started to started combining the complexity of, of being black in America with the real world po- uh, proposal of wandering and exploring that is designed into the gameplay of Pokemon Go, there was only one conclusion. I might die if I keep playing. I'm going to stop right there. And so you have this... Uh, it's, just, it's just sad that people have to think like that while walking around playing any game. And so that was from um, uh, medium.com. <clears throat> and so I have here, and the Revelist, um, six real-life Pokemon disasters from dead bodies to near kidnaps. And we, we uh, talked about some of those before. Um, the Reddit user fell in a ditch. Um, while a 26-year-old Brooklyn woman named Moria burned herself with hot coffee while trying to capture a Pokemon that appeared in, on her scrambled eggs. So this very, game is very distracting. Very distracting. It says uh, these injuries aren't, uh, aren't, aren't so bad compared to what happened to this Redditor who was almost abducted while searching for Pokemon in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, I saw one video where a guy um, got robbed on camera playing Pokemon at night. I don't know if he was in his neighborhood or another, but he was walking, and he had to give up everything he had. Uh, he eventually got it back um, the next day when the, the cops uh, found the person. So, you know, you have a decision to make. Um, we, we covered the spiritual aspects. I, for one, I don't play the game. I'm not even interested. I've never been interested in Pokemon. Um, and to be, you know, I one some of the things I saw in any way kind of like, you know, when I would see some of the commercials made me think of other games that were out that were, you know, full of magic and whatever. So I, I kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it just didn't interest me. It, it didn't interest, interest me at all. Um so some people have used it to, uh, but here's you know here's a here's an interesting part that we talk, didn't talk about. There's a a luring device on the the app where you could set up basically a hub for people to come and hunt Pokemon with you. Well, what people were doing was setting up this um, lure to to invite people, and they had people come and they robbed them. So these sort of things are happening uh, not as frequent, but they're happening. And people, again, have been hurt by it, uh, but not by it, but while doing it. It's just, it's just we're, we're at this point. This is just the beginning, folks. This is the beginning of this augmented reality craze. Uh, I've seen many applications that I don't see in America online. And 
if you don't think that companies are going to take advantage of it, yeah, I think you're you would be mistaken uh, because businesses of uh, the, the playing card card industry has sparked more interest in it now. Um, yeah. Their their campaigns companies. against it. Rival companies. Yeah. And the many yeah. applications that it has that um, it can be used for. You see, this is the danger. One of the, 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 the other critical parts of it is that data does not have to be entered. Data just needs to be collected. Right. And the person is putting the information in. Yeah. And, and, and just one more one more story for from the, the craziness. This Pokemon Go player refuses to stop playing to seek aid after being stabbed. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, he says, uh, 21-year-old Michael Baker was searching for Pokemon around 1 a.m. when he came across someone he believed to be a fellow Pokemon player, Pokemon Go player. Baker asked the individual if he would like to battle. The individual took the term battle a bit too literally and proceeded to stab Baker in the shoulder. Uh, quote says, I saw him go by and ask if he was playing Pokemon Go. He was like, what? I guess he wanted to battle because he came up at me with the knife. Baker said, right after I was stabbed, I continued my mission to uh, play pantry for clips and bear, chips and bears. I basically risked my life, he added. Uh, so <laughs> you get stabbed, but you want to keep going on your way. And not seek, you know, help or whatever. But you know, it's just it's just weird stuff. But um, we have uh, three minutes and twenty seven seconds left. This is our Pokemon show, and I think that we've made uh, some good points, played some some interesting information. Uh, just to know that in the spiritual realm, that the they have demonic or spirits that are like animals where you see this in Buddhism, you go watch Kung Fu Panda, Panda and you'll see what, yeah. what, what it's all about. It's the same thing. Um, same concept. Same concept. And this has been, and this has been fed to, to children. Yeah. To children. So the chances are that they will be addicted to the game. And we yeah. got to make sure that we are teaching our kids, right. Jesus Christ right. said in his word, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. He said he is the only way. Outside of that way, there is none other. That is why we bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've got time for one more little article here. It says, um... This particular disturbing is the concept that children are being trained to capture demon-like creatures, train and control, control them, and use them against others. Many believe this uh, very closely mirrors what many high-level cultists attempt to do with real demons. Here is from uh, Bill Schnobelin, I think that's what it's called. And he says, the magician works for, um, within a special prepared magic circle which supposedly protects him from the demon as long as he stays inside it. He uses special magic weapons like a wand, staff, or sword to threaten the demon and make it do his or her bidding. Once the ritual is successful, supposedly the demon uh, belongs to the magician to do his or her bidding. As long as the, 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 the stipulations of their contract are, are 
kept by sorcerer. Often the demon will grant the magician occult powers or give him or her special talisman to control others. This is a large part of high magic. Now, there is a is <clears throat> barely a dime's worth of difference between this and what goes on in the universe. Remember, they catch them in a circle, in a ball, and then control them from there. So this is not far-fetched, people. So we just want to thank you for joining us tonight and um yes. seek God. Seek God and um put him first on what you do. Keep him first. Good night. Amen. Good night. <laughs>